Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Casually Molly podcast. This is your host, Molly Ambergy. Just wanted to remind you that we are in partnership with With Love. With Love is a handcrafted bath and body company based in St. Louis, Missouri. Founded by hubby and wife dynamic duo Stephen and Kendra Hunt in November 2016, they initially wanted to make natural products for their family to use, but God had a bigger plan. Commercial products and the uncertainty of everything that was in the household. They decided to formulate their own products with items right in the kitchen. They made a post on social media about the products they were making and the community started to inquire. Here they are today. Just remember that you can follow With Love on Facebook and Instagram. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, salty, need a laugh to fix that frown <laughs> Well you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair with the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly Ambergy. All right, welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I'm your host, Molly Ambergy, and I am talking to my good friend and St. Louis comedian, Max Price. How's your diary going? Hey, hey. <laughs> Max, it is good to see you. How are you doing, for real? It's so good to see you, too. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, as you can I see, I set myself... Your hair. I know! It's all red now, Love so... It. Love How it. do you what, love it. Um, I want to know your opinion, Max. What character do you think I look like most? Do you think I look like Ariel, Jennifer Garner, a X-Men character? Because those are the three things that I've gotten. And I need to know what your opinion is. Mm, I could see you as uh, an X-Woman for sure. I could okay. X-Men movie. Yeah, definitely. Like All right. That's what Chris Dunman said. <laughs> <laughs> like the spandex suit yeah for sure all right yeah. i have my leather jacket so you know hell yeah yeah dude <laughs> fuck yeah fuck yeah all right this is a as a i'm sure you probably already guessed this is casually quarantined um max and i are currently in the uh, pandemic of 2020 quarantine 2020 whatever hashtag you want to use uh so we are making the most of casually molly uh, i'm recording from my loft in the city you are at home and i just wanted to congratulate you on your son's birthday i love the post today it was very cute five years old today yeah Oh my god, five already? Oh my gosh. How does uh is he excited even though he's in quarantine? What's his uh what's his thought process with the uh quarantine of twenty twenty yeah, birthday uh, celebration? It's it a, <laughs> a little tough because like this is like the first year that he like really like fully understands like the time like what day his birthday is and like how much how long he has until his birthday. So like the last month he's just been like, Okay, it's this much till my birthday, it's this much and then he's just like the entire month has been just him, like, telling me what he wants for his birthday and all this stuff. I was so excited about it. And then, of course, last week, you know, I lose both my sources of income. So, like, I, you know, I'm, I basically don't have any, like, money to spend birthday. So, like, I, like, all this build of excitement. And then at the last second, I had to sit him down and be like, listen, buddy, we're going to, there's going to, we're going to have to wait a minute uh, on that. But, like... Luckily, like he's a he's a chill little dude. He's he was like 
fine with it. Although he's he still keeps bugging me about it because he's just like, okay, when do you get your job back? This is what I want. Like now, <laughs> now he's like more out of it, like like a. I don't know, some sort of payback. Um, oh, wait, I think he's using it as leverage for you, Max. Like, he's like, listen, I'm going to let you go now, but I'm also going to make sure you remember, excuse me. Because, you know, he's that I Kim know, Kardashian so pose. He's like a female <laughs> in a relationship. He's like, I'm going to let it slide, but don't think I'm going to forget about this. Forget about it. Yes, exactly. I'm going to bring this back up in a future argument. He actually <laughs> will. Time, I'll be like, hey, remember that time I had to wait? four extra weeks for my presence. Uh, so we're like, we're still just like gonna hang out uh, today and uh, just like, um, yeah, just whatever, have fun and stuff. And luckily I got him an early birthday present. So that's holding him over. Like I got him one a few Aww. weeks ago before this all this happened. So uh, he's, yeah, he's holding over, but he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's a, Great. He's a trooper. He sounds like a trooper. He looks super happy in his photo, so that's good. <laughs> he seems like a happy-go-lucky he's, kid. He's wearing his Power Rangers costume, so he's always happy in that. Oh, what's his favorite Power Ranger? Red. Oh, that's... Hello. So, obviously, mine was pink, so who wasn't? But there's definitely somewhere... I thought I was like, everybody wanted to be a Disney princess that year, and I said, no, I'm going to be the pink Power Ranger. And so every house we went to for trick-or-treating, I showed off my moves, and I thought I looked super cool back then, but I probably looked like a total nerd, so it's okay. <laughs> well, at least you could kick all the princesses' ass and take their Halloween candy. Yeah, I'm down. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'm just like taking all their candy. I'm I'm like that. Actually, I don't know why I didn't do that. I should have should have done it. <laughs> but uh, Max, let's talk about um, not because I'm just you know FaceTiming, Skyping, whatever you want to call this kind of call um, with him. But he's you are actually like one of my favorite comedians. I think that your timing is back. I love you. I mean, obviously we're friends, and like that's probably a little bias, but. I, I really, enjoy, you know, we'll take it. That's fine. Um, but I'm just amazed at, like, the way that you've built yourself in comedy. You have your own comedy showcase called the Best of STL Showcase that happens every month at the Funny Bone. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Obviously, yes. Obviously. <laughs> obviously not this month. But, yeah. but you, it's great. But what we'll talk about is I'd love to know, I'm sure, I know every podcast asks this, but I'd love to know your journey are you from here and did you start comedy here? What got you into comedy? Because everybody has a very interesting story with that. What got me into comedy? Well, um, like most people, uh, you know, it was a hostage situation. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I never even thought of it. And then, you know, next thing I know, gun to my head, they say, get on that stage. And, you know, I do it. And I mean, just... Unfortunately, I just, I kill, you know, I just destroyed and, uh, you know, such a dumb decision. Cause it's like, you know, I want to see my family again. And, you know, they, uh, I, I basically just spent the last six years uh, trying to, you know, trying to have a bad set. So, you know, they'll release my family. And it's been, a, it's been a tough journey, you know, like I try and I try, but I just keep murdering on stage. And, you know, I don't know what to do. I sometimes i sometimes i go up there and i just i say nothing uh just in hopes of crickets but it's just standing <laughs> those just non-stop just i mean standing ovation after standing ovation and you know i just you know I, there's there's only so much time i have left before you know 
my family just gives up on me and uh you know it's it's been a real tough journey uh, <laughs> trying to find a bad set and um you know we'll see we'll see one day i'm sure i'll say something that won't just uh be the best thing anyone's ever heard um <laughs> I, you know I, I don't know I, I, I never know how to answer that question i just you know, I I went up to an open mic and I tried it out and I, I sucked, but it was fun and I wanted to keep doing it. And then I just dedicated my life to it. I don't know. That's pretty much. I was going to say, how many? Through. Have you do it? You said you've been doing it for six years. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, or I, around yeah, there. Technically, technically, I did. I uh, fe February of 2014, I did my first open mic, but like. The first year and a half was like, I barely did comedy at all because, um, like, soon after, you know, like, because, like, the first few months, you know, I was just, like, I went up to the Funny Bone, and I didn't always get on, so, like, it would probably be, like, once every, like, three weeks that I would even perform, because uh, I was working a night job at the time, so, like, I, I never sure. had a chance to mm -hmm. do open mics, and, um, you know, I wasn't that serious at the time, so I just, you know, tried to do Funny Bone every once in a while. And then uh, summer of that year was when I found out I was having a kid. And I pretty much just like, you know, for the next nine months was just me, like just working constantly yeah. trying to save up money and everything for that. Makes and then, sense. Um, and then so I didn't even get serious about it until like probably a few months after my son was born. So that was about a year and a half after I even started. I barely did it. So I would say technically I've been actually like doing it, doing it for about four and a half years. But sure. first uh, open mic six years ago. So however you want to count it. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I um, what I really appreciate you saying too, like, as I understand when I first started doing comedy, I work in the hotel industry. And now I work usually from seven to 3pm. And everybody's like, God, that's so early. Like, how can you get up? And I'm like, well, I mean, it gives me the ability to do what I want. But when I first started in the hotel industry, I worked from 3pm to 11pm. So I, I can relate to you on that. Because, you know, everybody's like, you should go to this mic and you should do this. And I mean, that's why I didn't go to the funny bone for the for the longest time, because on Tuesday nights, I was always at work. So everybody's yeah. like, the funny bone's so fun. And I was like, I'd love to go support, but I'm here. But eventually, like you, you kind of and you you can comment on this, too, is uh, you kind of start to get serious. So like the more you start loving it and working on it, um, at least for me, it gets a little addicting that I'm like, all right, I got to go. I got to put this work in. Um, when were you in your your comedy career, per se, that you were like, all right, I think it's time for me to start a showcase or was the best of STL showcase the first one you produced? How did you become into this producing role? Um, so I would say, well, I bet I started produce like once I got, even before I got like really serious into it, I would mm -hmm. like every once in a while put together a show just because, uh, it's, you know, it's just like, a, it's just guaranteed stage time, you know? So like early on, it was just a matter of, you know, wanting to give myself like as much time as I wanted to on stage, you know, producing my own show and stuff. And so uh, I would put together like random ones. And then once I got serious about it again, uh, me and uh, I don't know if you probably don't know Ryan Reese. Uh, I don't. Mm -hmm. He quit before you started, but um, that was like my best friend in comedy. And um, we put together a, a bar show and uh, just for the same reason, just, you know, wanting to 
give sure, yeah. stage stuff and, you know, give ourselves um, more time, like, on stage, you know, at one time just to, you know, uh, get comfortable with doing extra time. And then uh, I was, at that time, also one of the, like, the main MCs at the Funny Bone. And so mm-hmm. I was... Uh, you know, it was like long before I uh, became a feature there, and so I was just emceeing a lot. And uh, Matt knew that I ran a show, and he trusted me because, like, I, um, you know, like he just I, he used me so much there. Like, he, you know, became familiar, really familiar with me, and sure, and he, yeah, like, he could tell that I was responsible and like, um, you know, cared about comedy and everything. So he wanted to start putting together uh, a showcase for. Basically, originally, the way it started out was he just wanted to not be closed on Wednesdays. Uh, when we first started it, it was weekly. And he just wanted to have a show where, like, three people could do extended periods of time on sure. stage mm-hmm. to get ready for featuring, you know? Because, like, you don't often get the opportunity to do that much time. And then you get bumped up to a feature, and you're like, I, I don't have any experience doing what? that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah putting two hosting sets together you know and it's it's more than you know being a feature is more than just putting together two hosting sets it's about you know being at the next level and being better than that exactly Um, and so like you know you gotta you really need that experience of doing that much time and getting comfortable with that and you know it's a whole different it's a whole different game and uh, and then especially once especially once you go from that to headliner then putting you know then it's more than just putting two feature sets together. It's, you know, it's wild. But um, so he just wanted to give people that chance, that opportunity, and knew that, like, I, you know, would care enough to actually try to make it work. And so he asked if I would start running it, and I did. And it was horrible for a long time. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. So, yeah. Um, as far as, you know, uh, like a Wednesday show. Like, week- weekend shows at a bar are easier because people are just already going to be there. And obviously yeah. people are looking for something on the weekend, but like a Wednesday, it's a tough day to get people out, man. Uh, you got to like really know yeah. what you're doing. So I, <laughs> I agree. First year and a half, like almost getting the show canceled because it would just be, you know, like so few people there all the time. And it was losing the club money, but, you know, he knew that I was working hard and really trying. And then uh, uh, one day it just kind of clicked i had some help from my sister who works in media uh social like she has a lot of social media marketing and stuff so she kind of showed me some tricks of the trade and then i just like bust my ass like you know researching and learning and reading up on how to like how to advertise how to market all that and um Mm -hmm. like one month it just it just kind of clicked and i figured out what worked and put all my energy focus into that and then within a matter of a couple months we went from having 15 to 20 people at a show to having uh, a little over a hundred and then it just kept it kept building and then a few months after that we had about 200 or more at every show and mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah and it just just kind of uh, you know built popularity and from there uh, it became like I didn't even have to like work that hard on advertising I would just put it out there and people because people it know now yeah 
Cool. I, I see. I think oh. that's so great that you talked about how it had a build because I feel like I, I can relate to you in a sense with that from producing plays for the last five years, because like to pull a venue, to have people trust you with responsibility, to get actors on board, to like make sure they have payment or, and it's, it's crazy. Cause when I first started out producing plays, I was 25. And everybody was like, you're so young to be doing this. Like, isn't this kind of a lot of work? And I was like, you know, it is. But when you're passionate about something and you care and you put your full heart into it, it may not always be easy. And like, this is coming from somebody who even had a freaking degree in communications. <laughs> like, you would think I would know. But just to get people to listen, I had to go through different um press contacts and like learn how to write a press release. And I, I didn't learn how to write a pre press release in school. I learned afterwards and I, I literally went on Google and was like, hmm, how do you write one of these? And then I put one yeah. together and I emailed all these people and it's amazing what we have at our fingertips in this age with social media, YouTube, Google, like even with my podcast, people are like, how did you get on all streaming services? And I'm like, Google and like just being, just having the reputation of wanting to work hard and be nice to people is what makes people want to believe in you and work with you. So I think that's great that you were honest about like, you know, at first, like it wasn't as successful as I wanted to when, I mean, trust me, I've produced theater on a Wednesday night. It is difficult because you're like, you wouldn't think it and that people are like, Oh, but it's Wednesday. It's not like Friday or Saturday yet, but on the same token, Friday and Saturday, is, it's crazy. <laughs> you Go find ahead. out like Wednesday is a very, uh, typical day for like people with like monday through friday jobs saturday sunday off wednesday is like a typical day that people have something going on that's like the yeah. middle of the week is like they have like that's like, like oh that's when i have my spin class or that's when i have my book club that's when i have my this that's why i have my that like that's my day to do this day to do that like wednesday is like people are already doing something on a Wednesday like that's that's something like that's a very typical day of the week that people have like a some sort of class scheduled or whatever that they always do so it's yeah. really not uh yeah it's 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 a tough day to get people to go out because it's all yeah and like you know and like people associate going to the club with drinking not a lot of people want to go out and get drunk on a you know a date when they have to be up early for work the next day and mm -hmm. um you know, people just don't want to be out late. And so it's, yeah, it's tough. But I mean, but there are enough people out there that is a good day for them. You yep. just got to get to them. You know, you just got to, they just got to know that's happening. That's the problem. It's like, people think that like, the thing about St. Louis is like, it's actually a very supportive city. People really like, do like to go out and they like to see their people thrive. And like, you know, like anyone that like famous that's from St. Louis, people are like, people are like always so ecstatic anytime you mention their name because they're from St. Louis. People want True. to see other people from St. Louis thrive and get big because they feel like they're a part of it. There's the problem and people, but people think that like, oh, St. Louis doesn't ever come out and support their friends. Like they just don't know. Like the yeah, amount of people I that agree. I've, I've talked the the amount of people that I would talk to that were just like, wow, thank you for hitting me up. I didn't know live comedy happened in St. Louis. It's like, yeah, it's like it's happening every <laughs> night of the week, like in multiple yeah. different places. Like, you just the comedians like just got to realize that like they're just not good at advertising and marketing. It's like you got to do more than just like post on your Facebook page for your friends to see. Like, and like people don't really look at at posters, like po posters in like coffee shops and like all that. It's like you're, it's you 
along a wall of a hundred other things. Like nobody's paying attention to that. Do you ever, when you go to a coffee shop, do you ever just sit there and look at yeah. all the posters? Nobody does. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives mm -hmm. a fuck about that. Nobody's paying attention to that. Yep. Like you got like social media is the is is the way. Like that's the only time people are going to pay attention. And you gotta like you do it. Gotta do it quick. You gotta have a way that people is going to grasp people's attention, make them, you know, care about it. And so um, it's just a matter of that. It's just a matter of people not knowing that it's happening. You just gotta make it aware to them. I know? agree. Especially and that's because, why like, I always post stuff. So I, I feel yeah. I agree. <laughs> that was it. Go ahead. <laughs> and it's like there's a lot of uh, what's what's cool is like if you it's all about like for me it was all about finding the right places, the right like areas. Of people that I knew would want to like people that just moved here for college or something they'd be looking for something to do and they don't know what's going on in the city so you gotta you know you hit up those college places you know and uh, hit up them like people who just moved to St. Louis they're looking for new things to do they're you know they don't know what's going on and, and then they're like appreciative they're like thank you so much for letting me know that this is happening you know yeah so it's I just agree. Yeah, it's, it's it's just about finding like the little niche that that works for your show it's like it's different for everyone and everything and where your show is you know it's just yeah, yeah. absolutely i uh i i totally get it because i've like produced shows in my plays have been in like one was in a hotel suite at the moonrise hotel and then one was in a coffee shop and then the other one i had I put one in just like this space that you could just rent out just in the middle of the city. It was like a warehouse space, but mm -hmm. um, how I marketed it was like each one had a story. So it's sad to say this, but there was this coffee shop called Restituo in Shaw neighborhood where I used to live. And she had just opened and she was like, I went in with my dog at the time. And I said, I need, you know, I'm just getting a coffee. And we just got talking and she goes, well, I need customers and like people. I said, well, what if I just produced a play? in here and it was like uh the, i'm sure you agree with this too the partnerships that you make with people just kind of like even what you just made for example with matt at the funny bone and getting trust um that's kind of uh what happened with me and her and it, it it was kind of the coolest thing that we had people ordering food and getting coffee and doing all of this while still watching a play at the same time uh so i i really appreciate you talking about like just what niche works for you what like who to reach out to. And uh, I mean, I, I kind of felt like I had a leg up too because I went to St. Louis University. So I was able to text my theater department and be like, hey, here's all this stuff that's going on. But now that's kind of transferred into comedy. And you're totally right. Like by texting people, and I, I know I post a lot on Instagram and social media, I'm not gonna lie, guilty as charged, but it's kind of cool to be like, oh, I'm going to Helium because Whitney Cummings is coming here and I always loved her as a comedian. And one of my girlfriends was like, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm coming too. So that's like one extra ticket, even though it's just one person that you can bring with you. And I mean, it doesn't hurt to share or you, people are also afraid sometimes to reach out to go see things because they either don't want to look stupid or they don't want to be rejected or shut down, which is kind of why where I come in, I'm like, well, I even post about your shows, Max. Like, I'm like, listen, I'm going to Max's show. If anybody wants to come, bye. But uh, to share a story with you about Max and everybody else watching about Max's show, I don't know if my, my boyfriend, Jimmy Day, told you about this, but I was sitting in the back while everybody was getting seated or whatever at the funny bone. And this man out of nowhere in your audience just comes up to me and goes, Hey, are you friends with the host? And I was like, well, today, yes, but who knows, maybe tomorrow <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be done with me. I have no idea. Like, cause I didn't know what to say. Like who says, Hey, are you friends with 
the host. And he was like, wow, she knows the host or something. And I was like, well, hold on. Like, let's just, you know, let's relax a minute. Like, I mean, I was not that I was embarrassed by it, but you know, all of a sudden I have like three people talking to me and they're like, how did he start it? Is he famous? What does he do? And I'm like, so I had to like play it. I was like, he is very famous, you know, a, a very big following. <laughs> and so Jimmy's funny. like, who the hell are you talking to? I'm like, I don't know. They just came up to me. So I did what every like marketing person does. I'm like, oh, absolutely. I mean, the following the people, the security we have to put up. I'm just saying. And like these people were so, they gave me a hug. This was like pre-corona, obviously. But they gave me a hug and were like, thanks so much for talking to us. And I was like, oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. It was like the weird. And Duck, the security guy, was like, what the hell? Who are you hugging? And I'm like, I don't know. Just, I have no idea. I'm just, somebody oh, hugged me. <laughs> You just Go give ahead, off that you vibe, saying? you know, you have that unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt vibe and people just want more of it. People just want, you know, you just have that like unbreakable spirit looking uh, vibe, you know? Are it's you friends with the host? <laughs> and I'm just like, you just, you, my... just, you, you just always yeah. seem happy to, you're just, you're just like, you just, you're always like a, a puppy. You just seem happy to be there. <laughs> and you know, you just want, you know, you just want to give a little bit of attention to everyone. You want to give and get a little bit of attention to and from everyone. <laughs> and get. <laughs> uh, yeah, like go through and just get your hugs and hellos and goodbyes in, you know? Even if it's and then I'm like, I go home and die. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm over true. these people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I'm going to go cry at that's my apartment funny. now. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like, I would get that a lot. Like, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, uh, the show kind of gave a lot of the people the illusion that I was famous just because um, that like my it would say you know best of sales showcase hosted by Max Price and on a lot of ads it would have my face you know and so you know but it doesn't it doesn't cost that much money for ads to go to a lot of different places but at first like in the beginning I did you know like when it first you know started to pop like I did put a lot of money into ads, you know, to, you know, I invested a lot of money in it to, to come back to me later. And I, um, pretty, like at that time, like I was pretty much putting all the money I made and, you know, just, you know, I saw a day job. So I was like putting all the money that I made from the show and just like re regular in comedy into ads and stuff for, for that show to just like push out, uh, you know, push it out. Cause like a lot of times like, it, um, it, would, it takes more than someone seeing it one time to really be interested. But like, there were people who like would come to the show and be like, "Yeah, like I uh, I saw it like pop up on my newsfeed, or like uh, I would do a lot of stuff with St. Louis Graham, and they 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 would post for me on their uh, ads for me on their page." But like, yeah, I kept seeing your face and kept seeing the name of the show and blah blah, blah like all the time. And then uh, you know, a friend of mine went and she posted about how what an amazing time she had. And I was like, "Well, I've seen it so many times. So I'll come out." So it's like, it's a matter of not just like getting to people, but getting to them like multiple times. And like the more, you know, it's that out of sight, out of mind thing. It's just like the more people see it, the more like engraved in their head, like, oh, this is something yeah. that like, it's like, it, it's, it's ongoing. So like, it must be good, you know, if it, it's, it's keeps going and people are posting about it and talking about it and everything. And then, so then it just creates more and more um, uh, recognition with people and then they you know decide to come out and stuff and so but because they would see my face everywhere 
because uh, all the different places I was posting, they thought that I was like a celebrity and stuff, you know. And then like they would they would come up to be like, "Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Do you mind if we get a picture?" I'm like, "Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> this, this isn't that kind of thing. I'm not fucking Kevin Hart here. I'm not like like just a local like you know guy just trying to you know run a show, you know." Just trying to get uh -huh. you guys out. So, uh, yeah, it's really funny, like, the perception people people have toward that uh, sort of thing. But, hey, uh, it was just hilarious. I was like, I'll just embrace this and talk nicely, and hopefully it'll pay off in the end. So I hope they come back. So <laughs> oh, had a good time. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they, hopefully they come back. Hopefully, uh, they seemed like they did, so... <laughs> But, uh, whole, yeah, that's this whole exciting. Thing, I'm just like, that's my whole thing with uh, this whole thing is like what what the scene is going to be like once it all comes back. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be, you know, uh, losing a lot of money. And so probably for a while, they're not going to be spending a lot of their, you know, luxury income on, on, on that. You know, it's like that technically, you know, comedy is a, it's a going out to shows is a, is a luxury, you know, and a lot of people aren't going to have that kind of residual income for a while. So mm -hmm. that's my big thing, like wondering how that's going to play out after this is all over. Yeah, I, I understand. I feel the same way. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll see. No, I was just, I was just saying that. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Well, I, I kind of understand that, too, because we even before quarantine 2020 and all of that even happened, um, you know, we always kind of talk about like ticket pricing, whether it's for the theater or the comedy world or like even the symphony up the street here for me. You know, everybody always talks like, how can we fill in seats? Is the pricing too high? Is it too low? Um, I do appreciate with the funny bone how they do those uh charity tickets uh, for those of you who aren't in st louis they do like uh, how are they just a dollar for any charity you buy it just goes to the charity how does that work uh yeah so like at the end of shows they yeah they sell one dollar tickets that are good to mm -hmm. see another show at the funny bone mm -hmm. uh buy however many you want they never expire and they're good for like they're not good for like the friday shows or like the first two saturday shows but sure. they're good for mm -hmm. all the others um and um yeah, you can just yeah come to another show for a dollar, and the money goes yeah. to, uh, to a good cause. Yeah, I love be, that idea. Used for used to be for uh, juvenile diabetes, uh, oh, okay. but that that the organization actually um, shut down, so they had to find a mm. new charity. I can't remember what it is now. There's a different one. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I haven't found one in a while, so that's why I was like, I don't know, but I do think that's great. That's just an example of uh, a company that is paying it forward. Um, what I will ask you too: What has been your like kind of uh, one of your highs in comedy that you have enjoyed? And then, what is advice that you could give to somebody who maybe starts out in your shoes that wants to pursue comedy? Because a lot of people that listen to this are people who are maybe interested in comedy or want to know about it, what is uh, some advice you can give to somebody who's a listener? Uh, wait, when you say how you mean like... Uh, like one of your favorite stories that... Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you could just do general, whatever, like a specific time where you were like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, let's see. Well, in a, in a general sense, I would say like I'm always like... I mean, I'm. There's no better high and thrill than uh, just when a new joke works, uh, which I think is you know true for Agreed. any comedian. Like, I mean, getting laughs at all is always you know is always great. But you get even like even a like standing ovation from a joke that you've been telling for years is like 
it gets stale. You're like, yeah, I knew that was going to work, you know, like, but like there's, I mean, that's that creative, um, high that we're all chasing as comedians is like, is that, that new one that works like, oh, I still got it. You know, like uh, a fresh idea killing right off the bat. There's nothing better than that. Um, uh, I would say if I had to pick like a specific time, um, I mean, there's a few for sure. Um, when I got to go on tour with Preston Lacey, uh, we got to perform for a sold out, uh, huge, huge restoration hall in Texas in Wichita Falls. And, um, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, just getting asked to go on tour with them in the first place, uh, for people that don't know, Preston Lacey is from Jackass. And I did a show with him in St. Louis and like, and then when he were like, he was doing a little tour, he asked me to come with him and, uh, getting to perform that was incredible. It was just like one of the best audiences ever just packed a huge place just like with the nicest venue i've ever performed at just this huge it was like two-story it was like a huge balcony and everything it was awesome so just doing that was amazing um and then past august uh, getting to do my first uh club um getting a headline a club for the first time at a fort wayne comedy club in indiana that was incredible just getting that chance to like i mean i've like i've headlined like you know, like independent shows or whatever and stuff and done 45 minutes. But like, that was my first 45 minutes headlining like a club, like on a club stage, uh, which was amazing. That was so much fun. The crowd was, uh, crowds are great. It's just so much fun. Um, I would say advice for anyone getting started, uh, just do it. Stop, <laughs> stop okay. like dragging your feet. Like that's the, like, to quote 40 year old virgin you're putting the pussy on a pedestal like just just stop turning it into pussalaya just just do it you're making it this big deal and it's not it's nothing like open mic is there for bombing like that's why it's there it's so you can go and you can suck and you can hate yourself but you can turn that into you can either turn that into resentment and never come back and be embarrassed or you can turn that into a creative uh, fuel and motivation. You can go home, you can edit, and you can rewrite, and you can figure it out. Say, that doesn't work. Here's, uh, let's try this, see if this works. Move things around, and like eventually, you're gonna suck for a long time. You're gonna bomb a lot, but you will get better. Like, you get better if you actually try. And like, the comedy is one of those things. You have to dedicate your freaking life to it. It's like, the last four and a half years, that's been my whole life. Like, it's literally comedy yeah. and my son. That's it. Which are like, great I, things I, to I make your life awesome. Yeah. I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a social life. I don't hang out with people. I don't like, I, you know, I don't have, I'm single. I don't like, I don't have any sort of relationships as it's literally that it's like, you have to, that's the only thing yeah. you can do like to get better, to really perfect. Like comedy is it's, and generally it's one of those things that like, it's seriously one of the hardest forms of art to perfect, but it's the thing that everyone thinks they can do. Like when people like see it on like a special on Netflix or whatever, they're like, oh, that that person sucks. Like you know, they're just like I I'm funny. Like oh, my friends all say I'm funny. I can I can blah blah blah. It, that's not no. Like it's it's there's two different things. It's that's not how it works. Like and if that's what you think, please go and try and see how hard it is, and then you mm -hmm. have some more respect and admiration for the people who can do it. But, uh, but for people who like, who are want to do it, but just afraid, it's like the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. And the, the harder the, uh, it's going to like, it's going to feel when you fail, it's going to make you not want to get back up. Like I was lucky enough that like, I 
I didn't even go to an open mic before I tried it. Like, I, a buddy of mine told me that he did it, and I was like, I'm going out next week with you. And, like, that was my, my first time was, like, I just went up. I had a week. Like, I, you know, I, I already knew I was going to do it. I had a week. I, like, you know, I had already written jokes and stuff just for the fun of it. But, like, I, like, actually put a four-minute set together in a week and just went up and did it. And it's, like, and you just, you, you quickly realize, like, it's just, like, you're never going to see these people again. People get so nervous about like, and it is nerve wracking, of course. Like there's no, it's not like I say, don't be nervous. Cause it's, it's always going to be nerve wracking, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's the, the, it's the longer that you take to even try it. That makes it the worst. And then on top of that, just be humble. Stop like, uh, people get into it thinking in the, you know, the first week they think yeah. they're going to be famous next year and be touring the country and doing yep. autographs and get their Netflix special. And, you know, they go up and because they, like, got a couple laughs, they go on Facebook and say, I just killed a fucking murder, blah, blah, It's like, that's a quick way to get people to not like you. And then if you're not humble, like, you, you pigeonhole yourself into this one. Because, like, you think you're killing and then you think you don't need to get better. And then you don't yeah. get better. And then you just then you just suck forever. Uh, so mm-hmm. that would be my two big things. It's like, just... Hurry up and do it. Stop dragging your feet. Just put four minutes together and go do it. And then and then just be humble. Yeah, um, I actually the, agree the with that. So <laughs> if that see, and I, I'm so happy you said all those things because I feel like what really frustrates me, Max, is like when people go on an open mic, and I hate to say like waste my time, but they're like, oh, this is easy. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to be prepared. I'm not going to tell any jokes. And like, everybody's like, Molly, like, it's okay. But as nice as I am, like I will, especially me being a newer comic, I, I will always support somebody who's like me and trying and seeing something, but I really hate it when somebody just goes up there and stinks. And he's like, I got this, this is in the bag. And I'm like, Oh, we are off to a rough start for this open mic right now. Like it's uh, and you know, as nice as I am, like normally I hate what those people come up to me and they're like, what did you think? And I, I told one of these guys, I don't know if it was at helium somewhere, but I forget who her overheard me and they're like, Whoa, Molly just like served this dude. But I was like, listen, you didn't take it seriously. You busted through your five minutes. You like, didn't like, you know, I, I felt, I said, you were, you were kind of just wasting everybody's time. I said, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not saying like, don't come back and try it again. And I'm not trying to do a public service to anybody, but I just was like, I feel like you should have probably tried more. And this guy was yeah. like, no, wow. it's, no, it really is. That, <laughs> no, that, that's, no, that's a real thing. Like that's something that pisses me off is when there's people who get up and they like, they did not pre- prepare four minutes. They're just like, oh, I'm just funny. I'm just gonna start talking and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. No, you're wasting everyone's time. Like you're not getting better by doing that. And like you're you're just like there's people who came here who actually give a shit and are like that are good and are getting better and are putting in the work and time and effort and you're just taking away say time from them just so you can fuck around. And it's like Yes. There's <laughs> this isn't this isn't just a like a occasional hobby for some people this is like this is serious like people are trying to make a career out of this and you know there's you know people are this is an income for people you know like uh it's yeah it's it really is uh uh, annoying and it's like it it you try to like be chill about it and not be that person but like over after a while you're just like all right like you're you're just you're just taking away uh valuable stage time from people 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if he hadn't come up and asked me, I probably like wouldn't have said anything because, like, why waste my time? But you know, it's yeah. like it's always you always know those. It's those types of people. They come over, they try to like do the swag and be like, "So, what'd you think of my set?" And they're waiting for you yeah, to be like, "Yeah, it comments. was so great." <laughs> yeah, yeah and I'm like as complimentary as I am. No, <laughs> when people fish for compliments. That is the surefire way to get me to do the exact opposite. Like, I will like I'll make you feel bad for asking. I'll make you wish you didn't. If it's like a friend, like if it's like a friend, like coming up to me, it's like, oh, hey, yeah. what do you think? Then like, yeah, constructive criticism, like you know, like you want to like help people and stuff. When people like say it in a way like, are they're asked constructive criticism? Then like, yeah, and that's it's okay. But when people would be like, yo, what'd you think about that? I'm like, I don't even know <laughs> your name, but I hated it. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Now I just hate it even more because you did this like weird thing with your shoulders and I'm creeped out, but ow. Okay. Anyway, so, so passionate and now my hair is on my way. But uh, now that Max and I got our true feelings out of the way, we're going to do a little segment really quickly called, what have you been casually streaming during quarantine or watching? Maybe you have a VHS player. I don't know. What have you been watching to kind of uh, span your time through this quarantine session since everybody's like, what's Netflix suggestions do you have? <laughs> well, not to be that guy, I've actually just been spending my time like uh, creating my own content. Uh, All I, right, I like I it. Just, I just started a new quarantine stories series. Um, I put out the first episode yesterday on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Basically, it's just uh, a new thing, a new series I'm doing called Quarantine Stories, where I basically just, I don't know if I'm going to do it drunk every time. The other night, like, (laughs) when I recorded it, I just happened to have been drinking a lot. And, like, I got really drunk and I was like, I'm going to do the first episode of this show. And so I just recorded myself telling a story. Uh, The first one's just about, like, I just, I have a lot of, like, you know, pretty, like, wild stories. Uh, I had a pretty like interesting uh upbringing and just like you know I have a lot of crazy things that have happened in my life and the first one's not like crazy crazy but it was just a way to get started and it's just talking about like a really weird experience I had driving through West Virginia so I got drunk and just recorded myself telling the story of that and uh yeah if you go to my Instagram at max price is me m-a-x-p-r-y-c-e-i-s-m-e um I posted it on there or my Facebook max price and um you can, uh, yeah, you can watch the first episode there. I'll be post. Uh, I'm gonna record the second episode probably tomorrow, and then have that up like the next day. Uh, I'm trying to have it like, trying to do maybe like two a week if I can, uh, just depending on, you know, how it works out. But like at least at least one a week for the rest of this thing. Hopefully two a week. And uh, but yeah, quarantine stories is what I'm uh, working on. Um, and then just like trying to like write new, you know, take the time to write new jokes uh, yeah. and read. It's tough because like you know I've got my son, um, my my son's mother has an essential job. She's a medical assistant, so like I'm watching oh, wow. my son mm-hmm. through all this, and uh, it's tough to get things done with a five year old running around wanting my attention all the time. Oh, uh, of course. So the time yeah. that I, the spare time I do have, I'm just trying to like you know, I'm just trying As to be able to be. come out of this, you know. Uh, I'm just trying to hit the ground running coming out of this again. I don't want to be all stale and uh, not ready to pick it back up, you know, where I started. Um, or I want to be able to pick back up where I started or where I left off. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I knew what you but, meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did watch one episode or no, no, no. I did watch two episodes 
of that new show, Tiger King. Oh That's, my God, I just finished it. <laughs> so I, I won't I'm only two episodes away. in, so I don't, I'm only two episodes Listen. in, so I don't have any, um, and like that, and that's rare for like, I really don't watch, the only TV I watch is like, I have Netflix, uh, okay. so my son can watch his shows, but I generally just watch nature oh, documentaries, yeah. like Our oh, Planet, it's incredible. Yeah, I Did just watch watched one called The Oceans, I haven't seen Our Planet yet, that's on my, t see, and it's again, and I, uh, you're actually inspiring me, because you know, it's, it's easy to kind of fall into that, where I'm like, well, I'm home, so I'm just gonna sit around, but um i watched it's called oceans your son might love it actually it's with disney nature and it's about these two directors who went all around the world for four years and the camera work like jimmy was watching it with me and he was like it looks like like so hd and it's because they use like these special like nasa cameras and like special underwater cameras that the picture is so clear you feel like you're in the ocean <laughs> with these people um but yeah it just goes all around the wait, world that on, like, yeah. wait that's on what netflix it's a if you it just look up netflix. oceans mm -hmm. yeah right. he might love yeah, it sure. and it's like now i will tell you there is a part where a seal gets eaten by a whale so i don't know how sensitive he is but oh. i was upset <laughs> <laughs> no my uh, my son has already seen more than he should have probably uh, oh my god <laughs> he was uh, yeah. he was around yeah, yeah, he's been around to, to watch, yeah, worse uh, stuff. He's got a tolerance, but um, to, I, I hadn't even heard of that. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of that one yet, because, like, nature documentaries are my shit, so I'm like... Oh, my oh, God, yeah. you're going to love it. They do it, and it's like they do a kid-friendly option of it where they start out with, like, a little boy, and he's, like, looking at the ocean, and then they're like, all right, let's get into the deep shit and talk about oceans. And it's like, and Jimmy at first is like, what the hell are we going to watch? And I'm like, oh... I've got this because I also love <laughs> nature documentaries. I'm like, one minute. Let me just zoom through here. Go ahead. I'll probably check that out tonight. You should. But let me uh, let me tell you about Tiger King just for a hot second here. So it really hit home for me because not that I own tigers, but I'm from Cincinnati, right? And we have the Cincinnati Bengals, like the Bengal tiger. And so all these like crazy ass people in this documentary have like tigers on their walls and stuff. And I was like, you know, here I am like judging the shit out of them, right? But then I thought about it and not that it's to the same extent, but my family in our, what I, we call it the family room, it has like pictures of tigers because my dad used to be in sales and he got these as a gift from people. So people would come into our house and be like, oh, there's a lot of tigers in here. Like, do you guys like specialize in them? Do you own them? And I'm like, no, my family is just fucking weird. <laughs> just put tigers all tigers. over their walls. So like I, I, I'm watching this. I'm like, of course I'm watching this. Like what the hell is wrong with me? So, uh, if you do continue to watch it during this quarantine uh, just session. Think of, think of you and your dad. <laughs> think of me and my dad in the living room and people being like, why are you guys like obsessed with tigers? Like this is, oh, and I did a painting when I was in like the fourth grade, I think. And it's hanging up in our, uh, like in one of our like little like rooms or something. And it's got a ribbon on it and it's a picture of a tiger. And I'm like, man, 
Oh, I'm not too far off from these people, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what to do, but it's uh, it's always interesting. You're like, wow, this is not the self-reflecting I planned, but maybe I can throw this into a bit at some point. Who knows? <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. That's, yeah. that's how it works. Just take everything. Just take every everything. Little, every, every, everything that makes you, you. And, uh, right? Just embracing myself. I, right, every interesting detail, just get ready, quarantine. I'm going to be, once we come back. Um, and then I was going to ask you too, what is like one of your goals after, depending how long this quarantine is, you know, everybody's like, obviously it, it's affected the comedy community. You know, I had shows all through March that all got canceled. And I'm sure any comedian watching this will be like, oh, it's just like getting that text of being like, we're sorry, your show has been canceled. <laughs> like we can't yeah. do this. And it's a, uh, it, it, it can get a little heartbreaking. So what I'm trying to do is like look towards the future, like especially even with this podcast, I'm trying to now see what it's like virtually. I was going to try to do some YouTube stuff later on, but now I'm being pushed into it because this is the time to do it. Um, right. You know, yeah. So like what 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 is maybe something you want to do maybe on your goals and your goal list post quarantine? It could be comedy related. Maybe it's not. What's on your mind? What is a what is Max Price thinking? Uh, well, I mean, short term, basically just getting back into the same routine and schedule that I had before it happened. Um, yeah, that would just be that would just be fork right there. I mean, just with all the with all the uh, you know yeah. doomsday predictions uh, toward our industry toward this industry that you know people are expecting. Like, it would just be a, a um, it would be amazing just to have what we had before it started. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll just be kind of doing what I was before, just submitting and trying to, to get more, you know, get more work. Um, obviously, the first, you know, little bit is just going to be knocking the, the rust off. You know, we're all going to be real rusty after this, and which is yeah. why I'm like, which is why I'm just trying to do as much as I can, just like rehearsing material and uh, doing this whole like quarantine stories, like recording myself telling stories, just to like, just be like, keep in the mode of like just talking and, uh, you know, have that sort of creative gear just keep going and going so that whenever we get done with this, it's not like starting back from scratch, you know, just kind of like at least have an idea and it's still gonna take a while. But I just want to get back into the groove of things, and yeah. I'm just praying that some of the clubs I work aren't gonna close down forever for this. You know, yeah. There's, you know, there's several, uh, you know, kind of small time clubs that I worked uh, regularly uh, featuring at before this happened, and I'm just praying that they open back up after this, and I can work those again and then just going to be back into, you know, submitting to more and more clubs, trying to get more, uh, more and more consistent work, uh, trying to get my, my shows, uh, back on their feet, you know, cause, uh, I've got the best of SEO showcase. Then I also have, you know, the one at alpha brewing company, um, yeah, that yeah, I started yeah. up a few, a uh, few months ago and that was going really well before this. So I'm hoping that like, that'll continue to, uh, ride out and, uh, going to be using that to knock the rust off and everything. So I'm just my goal at the moment is just make is just keeping everything intact that that was before this happened. 
I agree. That's All right. Last but not least, where can we find Jeff? Where can we find you on social media? So you said Max Price is me. What else can we do? Yeah, yeah. M-A-X-P-R-Y-C-E. I me uh, Max Price me on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find me on Facebook, just Max Price. Um, I need to get better at posting uh, the stuff on my comedy page. I've just been posting everything on my personal page. I just... Yeah. I get lazy or I get... I just forget. I just don't think. But um, but yeah, just uh, you can look on my personal page or uh, my comedy page soon. I'm gonna be posting all that stuff on there. And then Instagram's probably the best way. I'm on there a lot, and posting all my like jokes and stuff. And um, yeah, those are those are the three ways. That's I don't use any other social medias besides that. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Max. I really appreciate yeah, you being my you first. Again. Good to see you. Virtually, even though it was virtually, but uh, yeah, it was virtually. But this is the way we got to work. I was like, if I can't see you in person, I'm like, we finally got to do our podcast episode together. So that's great. Um, just remember, you can to anybody else watching, you can casually subscribe to the podcast. You can go on iTunes, your Apple podcast app, Google Play, Podbean, um, and we're going to figure out with this video what we're going to do. And uh, I do have some merch. If you decide anybody wants a mug, I have a few still left in house, casually not giving a shit. They are $13. Yeah. And I <laughs> it's my first piece of merch. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, and then I look forward to seeing what happens with YouTube for this podcast. So we'll see. But thanks, Max. I really appreciate you coming on. And sorry that I double fisted between my coffee and my water, but it's all good. No, I love, it. <laughs> love it. Well, so happy it. birthday to your son. Go for it. Casually not giving a shit. I'm ready. <laughs> Ellie oh, Kemper yeah. style. Here we go. Like all that. right, Demon. Unbreakable girl. Ah, I love.